Welcome to Lou's Lips, all the things you wanted to say but didn't know how to say it. Today's topic is, is the dollarization real? Now, so much talk has come about with developing nations speaking of de-dollarization and using another form of currency in the world markets. What one must understand is that these are not only developing nations, but nations that need help, and de-dollarization is not going to happen anytime soon. Not trying to be sarcastic or anything, but look at the countries that are trying to band together to de-dollarize. These are either countries in severe turmoil or countries that are third world and need the help of other countries to even exist. It should also be mentioned that these countries that even want to de-dollarize should not expect help from the United States when there is trouble in their country or when a natural disaster occurs and they look to Americans to bail them out or come to their aid. You can't have it both ways. Weaken American dollar and also want aid. Choose your battle wisely. Now, de-dollarization is a complex and controversial topic that has many possible implications for the global economy and geopolitics. There is no definitive answer to whether this will happen or not, as different countries and regions have different motiva motivations and strategies for reducing their reliance on the U.S. dollar as a reserve currency medium of exchange, or even unit of account. Some of the factors that influence the process of de-dollarization include the U.S. fiscal and monetary policies, which affect the value and stability of the dollar, as well as its attractiveness as a store of value and a safe haven asset. The U.S. political and diplomatic actions, which affect the trust and confidence in the dollar, as well as its use as a tool for imposing sanctions and influencing other country policies. Now, some of the countries that now want to join BRICS are under heavy sanctions from the U.S., so it makes sense that they want to use a different currency. The development and innovation of alternative currencies and payment systems, such as the euro, Chinese yuan, the Russian ruble, the special drawing rights, cryptocurrencies, and digital currencies issued by central banks. The trade and financial integration and cooperation among countries and regions, which affect the demand and supply of different currencies, as well as their diversification and substitution. Now, according to some sources, de-dollarization is already happening to some extent, as countries like China, Russia, India, Brazil, South Africa, Iran, Turkey, Venezuela, and others have been increasing their use of local currencies or other reserve currencies in their trade and financial transactions. However, according to other sources, de-dollarization is a fantasy detached from economic logic and reason, as the dollar still has many advantages over other currencies in terms of liquidity, depth, network effects, legal certainty, and institutional strength. Moreover, the dollar is still by far the most 
widely held reserve currency in the world, accounting for about 58% of global reserves in 2023, compared to about 20% for the euro, 6% for the yen, 2% for the pound sterling, and less than 2% for the won. So when you talk about de-dollarization, you face not only an uphill battle, but a long road ahead to find another currency that will be a match to this. I was actually reading an article the other day about a country, I believe it was Zimbabwe, was trying to use their own currency and not rely on the dollar. But their currency ended up going bankrupt, and some of the stores switched back to the dollar because the dollar was stronger than their own currency. These are the type of stories you will hear from developing nations that try to get away from the dollar. Many of the BRIC nations have trouble with their own currency, and it is not strong enough to stand up to the dollar. And with all that is happening in China right now, their yuan will not be worth anywhere near the dollar. Therefore, it is unlikely that the dollarization will happen in a sudden or dramatic way, but rather in a gradual and partial way, depending on the changing economic and political conditions in the world. The dollar may lose some of its dominance and influence over time, but it will not be replaced by any single currency or system anytime soon. Some countries want to get away from the dollar for various reasons, such as they want to reduce their exposure to the risk and uncertainties associated with the U.S. monetary and fiscal policies, which can affect the value and stability of the dollar, as well as its attractiveness as a store of value and a safe haven asset. But developing nations need to understand that the United States is a powerhouse. There is no reason why the dollar is going to go away anytime soon, unless there is a total collapse of the economy and the United States becomes a developing or third world country. Now, some countries also want to get away from the dollar because they want to lower their costs and increase their competitiveness in international trade especially with emerging markets, by using local currencies or other reserve currencies that are more aligned with their economic interests and preferences. Countries may want to lower their costs, but in order to do so, they need to prop up their own economies. It should be noted that many of the countries that want to de-dollarize are not only developing countries, but also corrupt countries. Now, some countries also want to diversify their sources of energy and trade partners and reduce their dependence on a U.S.-dominated oil market, which is largely dominated in dollars, the petrodollar system. The reason for this is the dollar is strong, and even though there are fluctuations, there are never enough fluctuations to bring the dollar down to a collapse. Now, countries also want to challenge the U.S. hegemony and influence in global affairs and resist the U.S. sanctions and restrictions that are imposed through the dollar-based financial system. This brings me back to corrupt countries that are trying to get away from sanctions. I know a lot of people in the beginning 
believed that sanctions against Russia would not work or were not working, but they are. Yes, they are working, and it does affect the majority of the population as opposed to the oligarchs and elites. But in the long run, Russia is suffering. Of course, it would have been better if they had suffered earlier, but it will take time and a long time for Russia to come out of this. But then again, Russia is run as a mob mentality. In other words, the people at the top benefit before the little people do. And now that the sanctions are affecting the people at the top as well as the bottom, it only makes sense that Russia is looking for an alternative currency. Why and should we even care about the topic of de-dollarization? Now, de-dollarization can have significant implications for the global markets and trade, as well as for the U.S. economy and its foreign policy. For example, de-dollarization can affect the demand and supply of dollars, which can influence the exchange rate and inflation. It can also affect the U.S. ability to finance its deficits and debt, as well as its leverage over other countries through sanctions and financial surveillance. Therefore, we should care about topics of de-dollarization because they reflect the changing dynamics and challenges in the global economy and politics, and they may even have significant impacts on our lives and interests in various ways. The dollar is a very important currency in the global economy, as it is widely used for trade, transactions, reserves, and payments. Here are some facts and figures to illustrate the size and role of the dollar in the world. Now, according to the Bank of International Settlements, the dollar is involved in about 88% of all international trade transactions. This shows how strong and important the dollar is in the global economy. Now, according to the IMF, the dollar comprised 59% of globally disclosed official foreign reserves in the fourth quarter of 2020. This share has actually declined from 71% in 2000, which was 20 years prior, but still far surpassed all other currencies, including the euro, which was at 21%, the Japanese yen, which was at 6%, the British pound, which was at 5%, and the Chinese renminbi, which was at 2%. The dollar is used so heavily in the global economy because of several factors that have supported its role as a dominant currency for most of the last century. Now, some of these factors are the size and the strength of the U.S. economy, which accounts for about 24% of the world GDP. The stability and openness of the U.S. economy to trade and capital flows, which fosters confidence and trust in the dollar. The strong property rights and the rule of law in the U.S., which ensures the security and enforceability of dollar contracts and transactions. The depth and liquidity of the U.S. financial markets, which offers a large supply of safe and attractive dollar-denominated assets, such as treasury securities. 
the network effects and institutional arrangements that favor the use of dollar and in international trade, transactions, reserves, and payments. Now, these factors actually give the U.S. some advantages and benefits from having a global currency, such as lower borrowing costs, reduced exchange rate risk, and increased leverage over other countries. However, they have also created some challenges and risks, such as exposure to external shocks, fiscal and monetary constraints, and potential competition from other currencies. Therefore, the dollar's dominance in the global economy is not guaranteed or irreversible, but depends on many factors that actually may change over time. Now, according to the Federal Reserve Board, the value of the dollar against major currencies has remained broadly unchanged over the past two decades, but there have been significant fluctuations in between. Now, the dollar's exchange rate can affect its share of global reserves, as well as its influence on global markets and trade. Now, according to Business Insider, some analysts actually say that the dollar's role in the global economy has been challenged by various factors, such as geopolitical and geostrategic shifts, competition from other currencies, and diversification of assets by central banks. Some estimate that the dollar's share of global reserves has fallen to about 47% in 2023. Now, these data show that the dollar is still a dominant currency in the global market, but it faces some pressures and uncertainties from various sources. The future of the dollar will depend on many factors, such as the performance and policies of the U.S. economy, the demand and supply of other currencies, and the preferences and decisions of central banks and other factors. The dollarization is unlikely to cause a global collapse, but it could have significant consequences for the U.S. and the world economy. Here are some possible effects of the dollarization. It could reduce the U.S. ability to finance its deficits and debt, as it would have to pay higher interest rates to attract foreign investors. This could limit the U.S. fiscal and monetary policy options and increase the risk of a debt crisis or default. It could weaken the U.S. influence and leverage over other countries, as it would lose its power to impose sanctions and financial surveillance. This could undermine the U.S. role as a global leader and arbiter and create more instability and conflict in the world. It could increase the validity and uncertainty in the global markets and trade as it would create more currency fluctuations and exchange rate risk. This could hurt the profitability and competitiveness of businesses and consumers and reduce the efficiency and integration of the global economy. It could also trigger a shift in the global economic order as it would create more opportunities and challenges for other countries and regions. For example, China could benefit from its growing economic and political clout, while Europe could face more fragmentation and diversions. However, 
These effects are not inevitable or irreversible, as they depend on many factors, such as the speed and extent of detalorization, the performance and policies of the U.S. and other countries, and the cooperation and coordination among global actors. Therefore, Dedollarization is not a doom and gloom scenario, but a complex and dynamic process that requires careful analysis and adaptation. A lot of countries look to the United States to set policy in effect, and as long as we stay strong, the dollar will continue to dominate. But as you can see, our politics and policies can and will have an effect not only on the dollar, but on policies and effects globally. Now more than ever, with everything that is going on, it is important for Americans to wake up and understand that not only what we do here affects America, but the world is watching. A wrong move can displace our standing in the world and have negative effects for all. That's it for today. Thank you for listening to Lose Lips, and until the next time.